0: Welcome. This is Dirt to Dollars, hosted by your local county extension agents, where we talk everything agriculture. Welcome back to this week's edition of Dirt to Dollars. I am Whitney Carmen, Ag Agent Grayson County. Today, I've got with me my co-host uh, Daniel Carpenter in Larue County, and Matt Adams in Hardin County. How are y'all? Hey, good. been
1: good. How about you?
0: I can't complain.
1: What's been What's been going on?
0: Well, I mean, lots of things have been going on in my world. <laughs>
1: well, so. like what, like what, has been uh, anybody doing any, any getting any questions in the extension office here lately?
2: Yeah, hey, we've. Is, is this the
1: the right right phone call? <laughs> Hello, on the right Zoom Hello? call? Hello, who is this? Uh, hey, this is this is Ben
3: Connor. Um, oh, hey, Ben, Scott County that's one of those zoom bombs (laughs) hello Hello? is my mic working
2: yeah we hear you loud
0: and clear (laughs) how are you man
1: good how are you guys good
0: good Good.
1: so what what county uh county are you in right now i'm up in scott county
3: the home of toyota and a lot of beef cows so yeah uh, yeah
1: Yeah.
3: we're up here in scott (laughs) county and uh pretty envious of you all and the the green grass and green crops you guys have down there,
1: yeah, so you've been a little little toasty up there, grass a little crunchy
3: it has been I, I walk out and gotta put shoes on I can't go barefoot like most <laughs> people <entrepreneurs> oh man <laughs> anymore.
0: that's uh, unfortunate,
3: but no it's been uh it's been interesting uh you know been talking to people across the state and things look good and was looking yesterday at the ag weather center and they've put us. Uh, I think it's the D zero drought stage. Um, and that's just one little spot in central Kentucky and that's where we're at. So
4: what's, so I've got a question. If, uh, if the, uh, you know, the good spots, the green spots that get rain, you call those a garden spot. What do you call a little spot of drought like that in amongst a big garden spot? Is it like the toilet bowl or. What? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds, sounds about right. <laughs>
3: Good, miss.
1: Good, So miss. you gonna you gonna join us for a little while today? Yeah, I'd be happy All to. Right. So yeah.
3: Yeah. surprise, yeah, that's special guest. his phone number, so I figured I'd call in.
2: <laughs> well, I guess since
1: since you rudely interrupted us there, I guess we'll get back to what we were talking about, and you can just kind of join us for a little while. Um, so what kind of what kind of calls we've been getting this week? I, I think one has probably been pretty consistent across the state and in our counties. Any, any of y'all's uh, clients been getting anything suspicious in the mail? Yeah uh, about
3: about seeds from china
1: yeah something like that <laughs> packages that have all the chinese handwriting on them and mm-hmm. open it Ooh. up and then there's some little baggie of seeds and i yeah. don't think they're the fun kind <laughs> yeah
0: i i think that's really interesting though how that has come about it's like what else can 2020 throw at us let's just see what else we can get away with and but i do know that we've had a couple of folks get those seeds and uh, KDA is who we're supposed to contact. I think if you get, if you get those in the mail, don't open them, don't plan them, don't throw them away, um, but contact the KDA. And and Ben, you've got a little bit of experience in that, don't you?
3: Yeah. So, you know, prior to being here at Extension, I worked at KDA for about two and a half years. You know, I was curious and actually got a phone call from KDA, former co-worker over there. And uh, he was asking me what protocol we've been given, you know, whenever we get calls. And I said, you know, we've, we've been directed to direct our uh, clients to, to KDA and he was just making sure that was in line. But mm-hmm. from from my discussion with him, they've been swamped over there uh, with mm-hmm. phone calls. Um, he said that he, he alone took 30 to 40 calls yesterday. Um, wow. And so it's, uh, and they got four or five people on that one call or covering the, the seed issue. So, you know, I think it's fairly important. I know that uh, we don't necessarily know what they are right now. but We're trying to figure that out. I know here at the office we've we've gotten only one call, but
4: I yeah, mean, we've, there... we've had two or three here. Have you had any, Daniel? Yeah, we've had one. It seems it's kind of weird because it's just scattered states, but it's like it's widespread. It
1: almost throughout seems throughout the planned.
4: State. It's like there's a little bit
1: everywhere. Yeah, I
0: was gonna say it was interesting. They were showing the map last night about where it, they were, and it was it was kind of sporadic. Kentucky and Ohio, and then you've got out west. And I've got a theory. I, I don't
4: know. So you know, we've we've oh, yeah. talked about how good the crop looks just as a in general in Kentucky. I think they singled out us because <laughs> we were we were giving the, the I states a run for their money. It may be coming from Iowa. It, it might be
1: a plot. Yeah,
0: maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well and
1: actually I think they've released a little bit of what they think is going on and it's something about yeah, Amazon I reviews or like Yeah, I read that. I don't get yeah. that, And we don't
0: know what they are, the seeds. I mean, I'm assuming that KDA will put it under some sort of diagnostic or try to maybe plant some in a controlled environment to see what comes up out of them. But it's interesting. I, I kind of want to know what they are.
3: <laughs> yeah. I've seen, I've seen it on Twitter some people said, well, what if I just plant them in the basement? Yeah. See what happens. I saw yeah. some of that. Yeah. But, but, but don't yeah. do that. Send them, send
4: them to USDA. Yeah. Do y'all really think they're from China?
0: I, what's I
4: everybody know. there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there about it i don't sure know what trust to trust yeah i was gonna say
0: i'm the same way <laughs> i don't know what to trust
4: yeah that amazon i, I
0: think
3: amazon theory is pretty interesting yeah. like I, fake
4: I think it's just somebody here in the states that's bored at home because they're quarantined and they've decided to kind of like the zoom bomb thing mm-hmm. they're just just bored and decide they want to wreck some havoc on some
0: people. I don't know.
4: Get everybody all.
1: It may up. be some kid that just wanted to spread happiness and give everybody
0: some yeah. flowers.
4: A modern grow. day Johnny apple I seed. Mean, <laughs> yeah. Johnny flower seed. <laughs> well, and I think too,
0: it's, it's interesting if anybody's ever, ever ordered anything off Amazon and it's come from China, it takes months to get here. So I don't really know that my, <laughs> it came kind of quick.
3: My wife ordered a, a wedding gift for her sister. Uh, She ordered it back in February, and she got it like last month. And My my sister-in-law got married in May, so uh, it's a little late, but we got it.
0: I've been there, done it.
1: Yeah, my wife got some socks for her uh, school principal with his face on them, and it took like four months to get here. Said it would have been two weeks. It took four months.
0: Uh, We've all been there.
4: Yeah, no matter what it is, there's no sense in taking any chances with it. I mean, if it's some kind of – Ag, what do you call it ag bioterrorism yes. or whatever mm, attempt yeah. then it, that's nothing to that's joke right. about it could just be a nice, practice
1: yeah. run it could just be like hey let's see yeah. how this works yeah. right. and i'm not right. putting
0: anything out of 2020 this year i mean i'm expecting <laughs> it all so
1: i'm not so yeah. they may be murder hornet
2: <laughs> eggs <laughs>
0: A lot more hornets come in the office since all of that happened. Small, large, you know, somebody brought me in a dirt dauber the other day. They said, are you sure this isn't anything? And I said, it's a dirt dauber. We're we're in good shape. So it, people are all on edge, unfortunately. So uh, what uh, other questions are we getting? I
1: think we've had a lot of questions about corn leaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think if all y'all had some corn leaves brought in your office this week. The rest yeah. of the South. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, just a couple of weeks ago I was listening in to you guys and had Dr. Wise on and walked in the office after listening and there was, there was a pile of corn leaves there. Mm-hmm. So um, it ended up being some gray leaf spot, but uh, hadn't seen any any rust or people thinking rust up here. We've been asking about it, but hadn't
2: seen that. Do you have
0: really a much. lot of – what's your all corn based up there? I mean, you all have quite a bit. I, I, of course, I lived in Lexington for a few years, so I'm familiar, but I don't really know about yeah. all of the agriculture up there, so –
3: yeah. I mean, Scott County is interesting. I mean, um, you know, the South end of the County is pretty good ground, you find a lot of equine operations, beef operations, uh, and you see some row crops scattered around. Um, it's nothing like you get start getting West. Um, but you are, you are seeing, seeing fence rows come up. Um, so, but then you get into the North end of the County S- Sadieville area and it starts getting rocky and, and hilly and more like the Northern Kentucky area. So, um, it's a pretty diverse county. I'd say beef is is our main uh, commodity, uh, but there there are uh, there is corn and soybean ground scattered throughout the county.
4: So Ben, you're talking about disease there. I mean you're in a little different situation than we are over here. I mean, we have a lot of yield potential over here and and had a lot of moisture to to kind of make the diseases a little more prolific with you in a drought over there? Do you have many people asking about spraying fungicide or is it, are most of them just kind of throwing in the towel at this point? Yeah, it kind of
3: depends on where you're at. So, you know, I was talking to a guy yesterday, just, you know, making sure I had all my notes straight about, about rain. And, you know, about first of June is when we turned dry. Um, You know, we were, we were wet like everybody else uh, throughout May and had a late cutting on, on our, first cutting of hay uh and we had beautiful hay mm-hmm. making weather those first couple of weeks of june mm-hmm. uh, and then we turned dry and uh, about last monday we got a pretty good rain but some spots still in the county didn't get a look of it um but before that we had 10 drops so uh, as far as fungicide applications i think people are interested in this rust coming up and whether they should spray preventively um So those are kind of the decisions that have been been talked through. But as far as seeing things out in the field, I saw some gray leaf spot uh, a couple weeks ago, but that's about all I've I've really seen up this way.
1: I've come across some physoderma brown spot, which can sometimes look like southern rust. It's spots on the leaf. You know, it might could raise some alarm. I actually got some samples in the office right now getting sent off, and we'll see what those come back as. It looks like it could possibly be a rust of some sort. But I'm not sure if it's southern or common at this point. but that's how you get I, you rumors
4: know, started yeah Daniel.
1: It's, i know but <laughs> we'll, we'll see hopefully by the time the radio show comes out we'll have a confirmation yeah. well and
0: you also we talked about it too i've had several people that have sweet corn that have called and asked about it and wanted to send samples in because like you said they're a little bit more uh not as resistant to it as as other varieties of maybe grain corn is so i've had quite a few calls on on actual sweet corn plots myself
1: Well, and then also a lot of sweet corn, sweet corn can be planted Mm -hmm. pretty late. Mm -hmm. And typically, typically we do see some rust move in late in the season. So yeah, it's, it's more susceptible, but it's also due to the time that it's planted makes it more susceptible. Now up in around Scott County, wasn't it kind of wet early? Like didn't y'all have a lot of rain early on? So there's probably some later planted corn up there. (laughs) Yeah, it was,
3: it was tough getting in. I know, know people were struggling and, you know, I think, you know, had some late corn, and you know we may see some stuff come up this way because of the late corn. But
4: if we don't get any rain, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. not much do. you can do. Well, and we've got we've got a lot of late corn planted around here too. I and mean, there was right. a lot of corn yep. planted in in June, or as as a lot of people around here kind of coin it, May the thirty fifth to the fortieth.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, as far as pasture ground down in your areas, I mean, are you seeing? good regrowth or people starting to pull cattle off some some, some
2: fields. we've
0: actually our our area of course you have to think about the last couple of years we've had some kind of crappy issues with the pastures going dry during the late summer and then having hard winters and yeah. so um, a lot of renovation has taken place but I mean for what for the pastures that I have seen we have had plenty of grass for our cattle Um, and if you're practicing rotational grazing you definitely do but um, we're really you know weed pressure has been more of a problem in our counties than than not having enough grass so that's the question those weeds like the rain too (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. but it always seems like we we get the calls when when the flowers (laughs) are are there i see this flower (laughs) and usually that's too late to spray i tell you my favorite publication about weeds is the agr 207 broadleaf weeds of Kentucky Mm -hmm. pastures i send that out Mm -hmm. all the time but it was a great table of when to spray and yeah and it's
0: got nice pictures too so if you're not familiar with one great i will say i did have i was stumped last week or early this week i got a Oh, I actually sent it to Daniel and Matt too. And I said, what do y'all think this is? <laughs> Cause it, it looks like, it really looks like nimble wheel. Cause we have a real problem in our area with our pastures with nimble wheel, And for those who have ever had to deal with it, it is, can be disastrous because there's really nothing you can do other than renovate it to, to get rid of it.
2: Yeah. and Animals won't eat it. And they
0: won't eat it. They don't like it. Nope. And so I, I thought maybe it was nimble wheel because this was in a pasture and, and same all of the symptoms. Okay. But there was a, they have a hog lagoon and this was like really, it almost looks like a cross between crabgrass and nimble wheel. So I ended up sending it to JD or Dr. Green. And he said, it's actually signal grass. So broadleaf signal grass. And uh, so I should
4: have known that. Yeah, yeah, you never, I, you never got back
1: to yeah, the and and I'm I sorry.
0: and I looked, I looked and looked and looked, and I thought, you know, I'm just not really sure. But either way, you still can't control that either. So. that's
1: one you don't see much, you don't think about <laughs> yeah. much. But like I remember, yeah. you know, I know what that one looks like. Yeah. But I yeah, I did look I at the picture, too. and I was off that day working on the house.
2: Yeah, and it was yeah. hot, and
1: sweaty, <laughs> so I didn't have my phone on me <laughs> because it would yeah. get wet. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was late yeah. to the game on that one. So, I just that's all right. I'm sorry. Oh,
0: no, you're fine. That's that's not a big deal. And I honestly and Ben, we've it seems like this year has been this year and last year. I really got to run for my money on weed ID because if it, it seemed like everybody and their mother were bringing in a weed sample going what is this or what kind of grass is this I've never seen this before and so I, I think it's it, it's it's what keeps our job fun anyway
3: yeah oh yeah well, I've, I've got a couple interesting calls within the past few weeks I, I got a call from a farmer here and they were asking if uh, been approached about sod production mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. have ever dealt with sod production <laughs> um, but uh, they were asking about you know how invasive it is you know how much how much soil does it remove and you know, lease rates and whatnot. So I did some digging on it the past couple weeks and come to find out if if it's done right, it's actually a a pretty sustainable practice. Lease rates can compete up to non-irrigated crop ground. So that was some Interesting. talk about fun with the job. I learned something new with with sod Mm -hmm. production up in this area, especially being close to
1: city centers of Georgetown and Lexington. There's a lot of building going on right now. There's a demand for
4: sod and straw both.
1: And
0: I don't know about you, but straw was kind of an issue in the spring it's hard mm-hmm. to get up around yeah, here a little uh, limiting yeah
4: it's i think it's it's going to be pretty short mm-hmm. this year and and we always had several larger straw producers in the last couple of years we've had some that have just kind of threw in the towel and gave it up just because it's so time consuming and uh and you know if you get held up getting that straw off you're losing yield on your double crop soybean right. uh,
3: yeah some of my guys up here they They didn't have the best yield on wheat. I know we've we've talked about that before, but they had a great yield on some straw. So um, they were able to get some of it up. And kind of the only bright spot in their wheat crop up here was so much straw. You
0: are close enough to the horse farms around Lexington and Bourbon County area. Well, and in your own county, too. So they've got a little bit of a market there as well.
3: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. They said as much straw as we can put up, we're going to do it because we we can sell it.
0: Yeah.
4: So Ben, you're uh, you're in Scott County now, but you've got some local ties, I think. Don't yeah, you? you bet. you want to talk about that a little? Yeah, we
3: uh, got our home farm there on Farrell Hill in Buffalo, Kentucky, old bark Farm, and uh, that my grandfather Gordon Connor passed away about ten years ago. But I know people in Larue County probably recognize that name. <laughs> and, uh, he he started a farm up there and registered Angus cow calf herd, and my dad uh, Kenley Connor and I we. He does most of the operations right now as I'm up here in Scott County, but we still got a small <laughs> herd of cattle up there. And, uh, that that's my background is is cattle and um, down in Bowling Green where I grew up with my mom and stepdad. He backgrounded cattle, so I got the whole gamut, uh, looking from seed stock operation to backgrounding calves and sending them out west. And so it was it was a fun upbringing, and I love love Larue County, Sweet Shop and uh, Lay Hayes and oh, man uh, going down. Buffalo. We
1: got a vibe coffee now.
3: That's right, vibe coffee. <laughs> uh, I tell you, that's a big trend. These coffee shops popping in at all these, yeah. all these little towns here and there. We uh, stopped in the vibe. I think a couple of weeks ago, Daniel we got. Got me a nice cup of black coffee.
1: You know, and you didn't, sure even, didn't even let me know you're in town and and and, tr- and share it with me. I see how it is. It was in and out.
3: I was okay. quick. <laughs> I had to get out of there. I was afraid I might have to take some of your phone calls for you. <laughs> I used to, uh,
1: uh, what is it, uh, the best part of waking up is Folgers in my cup. And, some, and actually, sometimes it's the Kroger brand. You know, it's the, there you go. the kind of the, Save a the, few the, the cents. cheap coffee. Mine's always the answer, Kroger I brand. just, I don't. I mean, I like good coffee, but I just typically I was, I'm fine with whatever because of my first cup of coffee. So I was working in uh, fertilizer seed sales and they always had a pot of coffee on. And there'd be several mm-hmm. guys sitting around there, um, RIP, City Farm Service. Um, but they uh, there'd be a bunch <laughs> of guys sitting around there drinking coffee. And I would just be sitting there not drinking anything. And I got peer pressured. Yep. Kind of like sit. well, I, like when you're sitting at a bar, <laughs> only one, you know, yeah. not participating yep. kind of, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's fine Peer pressure you don't takes drink. over. I mean, do that. no big Damn. deal. But you just...
0: Yeah, I can't do that now. We're closed right, right now. <laughs> so,
1: you know, I was like, man, I, I guess I'll drink some coffee and try to fit in. And then now I, I drink coffee every day.
3: Did you, ever, did you ever do the trick where, you know, you pour, you act like you're pouring a full cup, but you just do a little bit. Because you know it's been sitting there all day.
2: Yeah, <laughs> And it's burned. Taking little sips, you know. Yeah. Whenever
3: I was, I worked for Dow Agri-Sciences down in uh, Louisiana for for a few months, and uh, I go into some of those co-op stores and get a pot of coffee. That's the only thing they ask you. You want some coffee? Mm-hmm. It's three o'clock in the afternoon, and you know that's. You got
1: to pour it o'clock. out. It doesn't really pour out. It just blobs out, into uh-huh. the cup. Yeah. yeah, you get
3: out in the truck, and that that cups that cup is uh, you got a solid solid substance in there. You don't know what it is, right. but it's
4: solid. And you don't know the last time they washed that Ooh. coffee pot. Yeah. That's it. That's, <laughs> it just that, kind of gets good, rinsed out
0: every yeah. day. Yeah, you gotta
1: do that. I'll it keeps say, the flavor.
0: Yeah, I was that's gonna right. say it's and like honestly I've got out
1: at a you know at a restaurant.
0: <laughs> just, yeah,
1: keep it in there. It keeps that flavor. <laughs>
0: Well, and then you take, I would much rather have strong, I don't know. Everybody's got their own taste in coffee. And I'm like, you guys, I'm whatever I can get a hold of in the morning. And it's usually local brand Kroger or, or Folgers, whatever. But, you know, I, I grew up, my dad would, we we call it drinking coffee, standing up because this, it would stand <laughs> on its own. It was a, it was strong coffee. And then I would, you go to some of these places and you're, and you drink the coffee and you're like, that's not coffee. That's tea. <laughs> <laughs> you know or water hot water or hot water yeah dirty yeah. water
1: but i do yeah. whenever i go to you know a nice coffee shop and get a cup of coffee it's
0: just like whoa that's pretty good it's nice coffee <laughs> yeah. it don't even it's it's
3: funny you know my wife she loves coffee and so we'll go to starbucks because it's right there by the house and i'll get her order and it's a page long mm-hmm. and <laughs> order that and it's four language to me but then i say can i get a black cup of coffee and they say is that um, it yeah <laughs>
2: that, that,
3: you don't want anything in it yeah i'm like no just just black cup of coffee
0: and i um, do i do like a little stuff in mine but i'm i'm usually just a couple of cream. you see the the graph of the different ways you like your coffee and it's yeah. like black all the way to milk basically and i'm, I'm yep. somewhere in the in the in the dark brown range but it's a uh, you know Coffee shops seem to be kind of like you said, popping up. Y'all got one local and we've got one that actually just opened in Litchfield in, on the square this week and the lines have been out the door. So, I mean, people love their coffee and they can't do it uh- their coffee.
4: I was through downtown Glendale yesterday, and apparently they're putting a coffee shop in the middle of downtown Glendale. Really?
0: Well, I mean, that's a good spot for it, I guess. So, coffee shop
4: in uh, Yellowstone. I I just watched that
1: episode. Yeah. And he's, like, (laughs) sitting in line, and he's like, I want a cup of coffee. And they're like, okay. And then they pour it in this weird little contraption where it just, you know, it makes it right there, and he just can't figure out what's going on. Um, so anyway there's the yellowstone <laughs> reference for the week i was like yeah, yeah i get it i go in there <laughs> i need, and a, I I need to watch
3: yellowstone you guys been
2: Ben, you've got to watch it
0: yeah, is it it's hbo right yeah, it's
2: paramount it i think paramount, paramount. Yeah,
0: okay. yeah
4: or cmt it comes on cmt
2: sometimes
0: really
4: i think our our dvr actually records it off of cmt, didn't wow. see, we were <laughs> still CMT.
1: do they still play country <laughs> do they still have country music videos They don't. don't
4: it. so it's all all reality shows and see, we were
3: we were big west wing proponents throughout uh covid so we've uh we yeah. finished that and we just hadn't hopped on anything else but i think yellowstone might be the the next pickup here well don't here. get
0: too excited because like we said last week there's probably not going to be a lot of new tv out, out there so uh, yeah <laughs> yep. it's a marathon not a sprint <laughs> Yeah, space them out <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, we're we're doing. I like my my cup of coffee, and 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 Matt actually was going to tell you that the local pizza shop that went out in in Litchfield is now going to be an ice creamery. So you know you can look forward oh, to that. Nice. Yeah, so got to have our support our dairy too.
3: You know that's a good question, Whitney. I mean, are you guys? I I was down at Man Law's this weekend, mm-hmm. and they uh, ran to the little local fruit stand, and they had some of that. Uh, JD's country milk from Russellville. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they got that. And anytime I go to my in-laws or my parents, I got to get two gallons of milk for me because I love my milk.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And, uh, I got to thinking, I said, I don't know if there's really anywhere around Lexington that has local milk. And, and so, um, is there is there places down your guys ways where you can get some local milk?
4: There's a place in Hodgenville in there, day. Well, but they sell, uh, they the sell Lincoln... Kentucky milk. It's, it's not J- necessarily local. Yeah, isn't it JD's? I think they have JD's there. I think yeah. that's all right. too. Now,
0: I mean, we most of my guys nowadays sell to Borden. So, I mean, if you're right. I, when I go to the grocery, I buy Borden because I know it's you know it's going at least back to them a little bit you know but really
1: i guess local milk i mean if you're just thinking if it's from kentucky it's local milk cuz it's just rare to to find yeah. anymore right.
3: well we got i got to talking on a farm visit yesterday with a guy and he said he he had thought about it and, you know not, not putting any actions but you know getting a little dairy herd and selling it locally i said you could probably find a market mm-hmm. uh, around lexington and georgetown mm-hmm. if you wanted to do it but we all know you know the struggles of the dairy
4: industry yeah and, it's uh, Tough to tough to compete with ninety nine cents a gallon at Walmart. It is. It It sure is. (laughs) It really is. And that
3: that brings up a good point. You know, with this local beef, uh, how long Mm -hmm. will it last through COVID? I know we were on some calls this week, beef forum. Yep. Yep.
0: Um, We were all on there pretty late last night.
4: (laughs) Yeah I was right just ab- I was just about to say that's uh yeah speaking of coffee I think we all needed some <laughs> this morning that's yeah I I got to thinking that was probably my first actual I guess you can consider that a night meeting since March mm-hmm. so I'm kind of out of the routine
0: yeah I am too. And then, like I said, having that extra caffeine yesterday from that uh, tea that I had late in the afternoon did not fare well for me. And so I was trying to stay awake for the meeting and then couldn't go to sleep afterwards. So, and thinking about, you know, once you have a meeting of of the caliber that we had, which Ben, I think you were in my breakout session and Matt and Daniel, you all were in different ones, but Essentially, the, the goal of that beef forum was to get and gather ideas for extension education based on the issues that Kentucky beef producers are facing. And so, you know, we're really glad that extension is able to get producers in on that. And but it was a late it was it was a nice three-hour meeting we had about 150 participants so that yeah, was pretty cool so that, and I, I think
1: it was basically every county or almost every county mm-hmm. was represented there whether with yeah. it being an extension agent or or farmers or um, you know it, people that are uh, interested in in the cattle industry in those counties so we it was a you got a lot of input and there was a lot of a yeah. lot of things brought up and it seemed like they made or asked everybody to participate and got their their opinions and and what was going on in the cattle industry and some issues. So it was very interesting to see what everybody had to say.
0: Yeah. And, and it was really cool too, because you had a lot of, you had KCA, you had a governor's office Ag policy, you had KDA, you had a lot of different industry representatives as well. And it was fun to see how everybody was kind of almost on the same page about a a bunch of the issues. So it's good to see that it was, you know, um, we're kind of cohesive in our efforts.
4: And it was timely because I think, Dave Maples had presented that NCBA had came out with their kind of five-year long-range, long-range plan. Was it just yesterday? Yes, in fact,
0: they they and, announced uh, it yesterday because their summer yeah. conference is going on right now. So.
4: And a lot of the same issues they were talking about was a lot of what had previously been, been brought up. I mean, I know the participants were all asked to fill out a, a survey beforehand and we had those results and it was matching up pretty close. Mm -hmm. It was pretty
3: neat to see all the different operations on the call. I mean, Mm -hmm. you had your traditional cow-calf operation and background in operations, but you had people on the call too that have gone towards some of this confinement uh, housing uh, operations, converting old old barns into confinement housing. So, I mean, it was need to get those perspectives as well one thing yeah. that i
1: saw in there that i used to think was going to be a big deal but um was the lab grown meat and the you know the, those type of things and i used to think oh that's going to be a huge deal, and it still that might be in the future f- fell on its face but yeah so with were they sold out of that stuff everywhere and <laughs> when everything well, and hit the fan you know it was it was the right. beef that was gone because that's what people wanted
0: And, and Dr. Arnold made a really great comment. Dr. Arnold is our extension veterinarian. She was in our breakout session last night. Ben, you can, you can add to this, but she made a really good comment that, you know, that's a great attribute to have is that that was what was out of stock during the COVID crisis, but that's a perfect opportunity for us and extension and us as producers to say, look, this is, this is a quality product. It's top of the line. You're getting what you pay for and, 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 you know, so that's essentially we need to continue that, even though, you know, we're like, oh, we, that was no reason to slack up on our efforts for promotion and education people, educating people on it is that it was, you know, it's a good sight to see, but we're, we need to keep up the good fight.
3: Yeah, it was, it was a great comment from Dr. Arnold just to remind us and, and keep us in gear to, to say keep promoting mm-hmm. uh, just because uh, we've had, you know, uh, all the beef fly off the shelves and, We see pictures of, of, Mm -hmm. you know, veggie burgers and whatnot uh, still in the meat case.
2: Don't,
3: don't stop
4: promoting. Yeah. And one of the things that got brought up in my group was uh, something that we talked with Katie Van Valen about last week is, you know, with all this local beef and freezer beef stuff uh, there were some, some people that had been talking to some of these processors and getting some estimates And uh, I think there was a number thrown out that about 80% of the cattle that are coming in to these local processors aren't what you would consider finished finished cattle. Wow, I didn't realize Uh, that. that, Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I've been seeing some of that too, just when you see the the little feelers get thrown out on Facebook about, hey, we're going to we're going to kill or sell some freezer beef that it's a, that's a feeder calf. That's not a finished calf. And, and if we don't start doing that right, how much does that uh, end up harming the perception of
0: of, our industry. of the
4: quality of the product later on down the road? Yeah. So definitely something to work on if this is going to take mm-hmm. off. I
3: had a discussion with one of the uh, farmers from my County last night. We were texting back and forth during the meeting after breakout rooms. And he said, well, that's a valuable point because some of these people that have been doing it for a while, they've got a good customer basis and can consistently finish beef. But these pe- some people that have hopped in, you know, they're they're feeding cattle, but, you know, necessarily they don't know what the end goal is or, or how to achieve it. Mm-hmm. And so if we get a bad taste in the customer's mouth, you know, are they going to come back and, and get more or are they done and going back to Kroger or Walmart or. Wherever. Costco, wherever they're going.
0: So, and and I think that's a good point because I remember Dr. Info even ten years ago when I was still living the the beef council dream and and talking to consumers is that you know producers are trying to produce a good quality, but like you said, they don't realize that finishing beef means putting the grain in that bin or whatever and letting them eat it as much as they want to. And then filling it up again. And then, you know, I've got a,
4: a, I've got a quote from Dr. Infro that sticks out. I think from when I went through master cattleman, when I was like a freshman in college, that was a, you know, a lot of people, want to say they're finishing beef Mm -hmm. and and you ask them how much they're feeding a calf and they say oh they get a they get a coffee can (laughs) full of grain and he he said no it's not a coffee can it's a five gallon bucket
2: yes yes (laughs) yes
4: and that and when you look at that you know people see the dollars Mm -hmm. out here and see dollar signs on this freezer beef deal but you know, when you talk about going from two or three pounds of grain to 30 pounds of grain a day, then that changes the economics of that a little bit too.
0: And then you think about the – and this is not just a beef cattle issue or a beef production beef production issue, but a agriculture issue is the average age of the farmer and young farmers and, you know, that transitioning the family farm. You've got a whole gamut of that aspect that is – something that needs to continue to be on the table I know the the specialist last night said this was when we did this 20 years ago this was still an issue and and, yeah. and one of our experienced extension agents said yeah because there's always going to be people getting older and there's always going to be new producers wanting to get in and so this is going to continue to be a, a point of of reference and an issue that we need to continue to deal with
1: I should say we hope that's young people always want to get in it. Yes. And that was one thing that yeah. got brought up in our group is that the prices aren't yeah. real inviting for someone no. to come in. So, right. you know, we got to make it to where it's, it's something that's beneficial and easy, not necessarily easy, but you know, well, inviting
4: <laughs> for someone to yeah. get into. And I know, I know Daniel and Whitney, we kind of were texting back and forth when it was going on last mm-hmm. night and there was somebody made the comment that, uh, said yeah I'd love to have somebody come in and and want to take over everything I've built and I'd love to find somebody to do it
0: but not yet uh, but I can't
4: find anybody but 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 I'm not ready yeah, yet yeah. I'm not re- I'm not ready to do that yeah. yet well that's a whole lot of the
2: problem is mm-hmm.
4: you know people are waiting until they're ready and just can't take it anymore yeah. and and that's too late to try and mm-hmm. try and find somebody to take over and do a a sustainable transition well and I think
3: that's a, a big contention I guess in the ag world is Mm -hmm. talking about succession planning and family planning because so often you know I'm gonna farm till I die is the attitude and then it happens Mm -hmm. not to be morbid but it happens and there's been no discussion
2: right
3: and you know four kids have the property and what do we do now well I don't want to farm and so let's sell it off and becomes houses or or turns into commercial property and there goes land. They don't make it anymore. Right. So, I will
0: tell you this. It was an eye-opening experience for me as a new agent coming in because one of the premier producers in, um, he was a grass farmer, quote unquote grass farmer, but he raised stocker cattle. And you know, a lot of you guys probably know who I'm talking about. But when he passed away suddenly, it was an eye-opening experience because he didn't have a successor and he didn't have a plan and he had some plans, but not everything. And it was, it's been difficult. It's been really difficult for that family. And, you know, I know that for the sake of family farms, I understand that, but at the end of the day, it really is a business too. And so, I mean, somebody that has an auto shop or a, you know, whatever, something industry, you know, they're, they've got a plan. And so farming shouldn't be any different really. And and that's just my opinion. I'm but I also see the really bad side of it too. So I've, I'm a little bit swayed.
3: (laughs) Yeah. It's a, it's a conversation that's tough to have, but it's worth it. Yes. uh, I think sometimes we, we don't want to get over that hurdle of of hurting somebody's feelings by talking about it. But yeah, um, you know, I think that's a a big thing as extension we can continue to do is encourage people to, especially within families or, or neighbors Mm -hmm. to talk about, Hey, what happens if, and right. uh, Not, not hoping for that, but, but, Preparing for
1: it. Sure. Um, Surely we got something else we
4: can talk about.
3: I got watermelon, watermelon tomato salad on my newsletter. If you guys That actually, that.
4: honestly.
0: <laughs> this, Somebody's
4: this, getting those this, snap-in hours.
0: <laughs> 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 this girl, that sounds really good because I've been craving tomatoes and um, – and well, watermelon. I had a watermelon. Yeah, dish.
3: there you go. Well, I got the recipe. I'll send you the newsletter.
1: Why are you, why are I'm, you craving I'm watermelon talking, tomato salad?
0: I'm, I'm, I'm token pregnant girl. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait. Do what? Are, are we going oh,
1: public I mean,
0: with that now? I'm over halfway through. So I might as well, I mean, people see me out in public, which isn't often, but when they do, they're going to suspect something. So either she's eating a basketball or she's, you know, having one. So, um, yeah. It, it's, I guess we might as well, like, you know. I kind of alluded to it last week with my quote unquote situation being hot, but yeah, it's
2: you've
4: alluded to it several <laughs> times in the last two or three months, and Daniel and I have had to keep oh, our mouths <laughs>
0: <We're> on. <gonna>, are <laughs> we gonna break the news on this one? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, um, yeah, I don't know how to. I mean, I guess I'm having a kid, it's my third. <laughs> <laughs> you know so
1: girl or a boy a, are you saying yeah yeah
0: it's a boy it's a boy yeah Ooh, nice. uh, um, you and, go. and,
4: you're gonna be outnumbered. Uh,
0: we are and listen let me tell you guys I have and for those that are on the podcast though I have a, have a have a boy and a girl already that are school age by the way we were out of diapers <laughs> at all of the sleepless nights you know we were out of all of that and we're getting ready to jump back in um,
4: Welcome
1: back. Yeah, <laughs>
0: but uh, we are having a boy and my daughter was extremely upset about it. And so we've had to, uh, we had a little family Zoom gathering to announce it. we all found out together. And, and she immediately went to crying for two hours after that. So my husband and I did not really get to... Uh, had that excitement at first. We, after the kids went to bed, we were like, okay, so we're having a boy. All right. Let's you know just get the boy clothes out and we'll, we'll go with it. So. Well,
3: I was, I was opposite growing up. I had four sisters and a brother. So, uh, yeah, they always said it would prepare me to be a good husband. So, Yes, we'll have to get get my wife on the call to confirm that or deny yeah. it. But, uh, but yeah, well, congratulations, Whitney.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, We was not. <laughs> uh, I was a little surprised for a while, and and they have known for a while because they're for. <laughs> during the beginning, it was rough, so mm. it was it was it was fun. But we're excited, and I appreciate that. And
4: we've kind of had to had to keep Whitney grounded on a on a lot of stuff because mm-hmm. she's really determined Mm -hmm. and uh, i guess i can say hard-headed
0: oh for sure (laughs) for sure
4: and and didn't want to change the way she was doing some Mm -hmm. things and change her commitments on some things
0: so it's it's uh, hard being kind
4: of had to i think back her husband up
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) he'll say i don't really know that that's a good idea not that i think you can't do it (laughs) <laughs> but we are in a pandemic, and you have more than yourself to worry about. Yeah. And so he is—he has good intentions, and I—I I appreciate it. But yeah, we've—I've had some really great support because I don't know. There are a lot of women out there that are experiencing this just like I am, and and being a um, a pregnant, uh, working individual with children, it's been it's been a little bit difficult during this pandemic. So.
4: Well, and it's a little weird too because I guess you all is your husband allowed to go into the, any of the appointments or anything? I know no. some people I know that have been going through that. Yeah, that, That'd be hard. The
0: only one that he has been able to be involved in was the ultrasound and that was last week. And he's not been to any of the other ones. And it was interesting. I mean, he had to mask up and and all of that that you have to do. And from what I'm understanding as far as hospitals are concerned until this is taken care of you know it'll be just no families you know not the big herds of people coming in to watch the baby be born it's you and you and one other person and you can't leave once you're there and so that's kind of what we're anticipating and then you know the question of what do you do for of course my this baby will be due right before Christmas and so how is that going to look so there's a lot of things to think about and to be aware of so a lot of decisions to be made before then.
1: Speaking of decisions, I think they made some decisions this week on football.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: I'm still
1: cautiously optimistic, uh, but I think. They said they can start a week early and some schools are starting to release some stuff, but there's also some outbreaks in different areas and mm-hmm. they had the baseball deal or outbreaks there. I'm 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 excited because I know we're going to have a good football team. I know. But I just I'm and
3: I just bought my that... first set of season tickets back in the,
0: the oh, so, that's the point. Uh,
3: I tell you, it, I'm ready for some Terry touchdown and mm-hmm. the, the trio at running back. But
0: uh, and yeah. our, our defense and our offensive line is going to be good this year. Too. Well, did you you
3: see too. where they they ranked defenses in the SEC? And Kentucky was number three. I mean,
0: I know it's yeah. a. Woo.
1: I mean. And it's going to be, this is so Kentucky football. Right? Oh, we're going to have oh, this you, great start that. We got to keep it and, up. And then, and we ain't going to have it. And I haven't really been down about much being, you know, closed down or shut down, but I'm going to be a little down if I don't have Kentucky football. I, I haven't agree. missed an opening g- opening day game since I was in high school. Yeah. You know? And, well, I mean, I'm not going this year. It's I'm just not not going. But
3: one thing that Blair and I we've we've done since we've got married is go on a road trip every year. So we went to Alabama, we went to Vandy, Louisville, we went to South Carolina last year. That was a horrible decision. Don't we ever go to, to Columbia, South Carolina for a game. We
0: okay, so <laughs> oh, I knew that. am out. <laughs> you didn't
1: have to tell me that.
0: <laughs> you are not the only agent that has done that and has made that a, has made that a thing. Yeah. We almost need to a bunch of extension agents get together and like make a trip of it because I'm, we're the same way. We want to travel. Uh, we've been to Alabama, which was the best experience in my life. Oh, that was now. awesome. And yeah. and going and doing some of that. So yeah. Well, this That's
3: year cool. we were supposed to go to Auburn. And yeah. I was ready to, to beat the Eagles on their, their home turf there. Yeah. And, uh,
0: yeah.
3: man, it's – it's uh, like Daniel said, I'm just – I'm ready for football. I, at this point, I don't care if I'm in the stands. I just need to see the boys in blue and uh, Terry touchdown back out there after a year of rehab. So –
0: Yeah. The dreads.
1: that for him to do all that and – Not
0: get to experience it. Get
1: back to playing shape and ready to roll and then – So the one question, I mean, I don't want those boys to be put in risk of their health or anything. Definitely. But at the same time, I think a lot of them want to play. Yeah.
3: Well, the the one question I have, and I don't know if I've really, if there's been answers about it, but let's say there's not a season. What happens with eligibility? I mean, do those guys go to NFL? Do they get another year? What's
0: that look like? That's an underlying question. I don't think that anybody yeah. knows. And I don't think they want to answer it because they're hoping yeah. that they get to have a season. So they're not yeah. even entertaining the idea. I what said, do you think pretty-
1: about all this, Matt?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you sit over uh, here. Uh, I I mean, what all I'm <laughs> over
4: here asleep.
0: <laughs> I will say, I said, it's been a really bad year. Of course, um, Ben, Matt and Daniel know that I am not a huge fan of baseball, but my son is eat up with it. So therefore I have to be a fan of it and he plays it. And I said, it's really bad when at night, when you're, you know, course I watch a lot of sports anyways but I said I'm watching baseball and enjoying it that's a sign of the times okay (laughs) well
3: didn't the baseball kind of merge with WWE last night with the Dodgers and and Astros yes
0: yes they did Um, I mean if you know any of that history with the with if anybody follows baseball if anybody follows sports they know that the Astros cheated so they're (laughs) in for it this year So, they're probably glad they had a pandemic so they're not all beat up by now.
3: uh, They got – yeah, they they, uh, got lucky there. I uh, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: I married into a a Cubs family, and so – I wasn't a big baseball person either, Whitney, but I've, I've become a Cubs fan by marriage. And yeah. we went up to Wrigley about Chris two, weeks, two weeks or two years ago. We went up to Wrigley Field, and that was an awesome experience. Yeah. And now I got a dog named Wrigley. So, uh, oh, that's cool.
0: So, yeah. So, it's, well, it's, things we do for love. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you talk about things we do for love. He fell off the bed Sunday night. Got his leg caught between the mattress and the in the frame, and. uh, I mean, I I could have swore he broke his leg. Took him to the vet and just strained a muscle. But I, I'm glad he's young. He's only a, a year old, so he's uh, he's recovering well. He wants to run. I said, "No, dude, you got you got to slow down." So
0: yeah, we we had yeah, farm so dogs. We're the best. So. They are.
4: We had our uh, I don't even know how old she is now. Eight or nine months old Australian Shepherd. Spayed two weeks ago and. Which my sister in law's a vet, and so she did it and brought her home. She said, "Now she can't run or jump for two weeks." <laughs> are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> An Australian Shepherd. That's that's what they, I think. I think we kept her laying around and a little toned down for maybe two days. That's what they
3: said at the vet Monday. Whenever I took Wrigley, They said, uh, "Yeah, keep him, keep kind of calm for the next two weeks." And I kind of laughed. And,
4: <laughs>
3: is that serious? that a joke or are you being serious? I, yeah. He's a he's an English Springer Spaniel, so he's
4: full. Of oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So. We didn't rip any stitches out or anything, so I think we're good.
0: <laughs> I think they have to tell you that they know they all know good and well it ain't going to happen, but they have to tell you for for liability issues. <laughs> there you
3: go. Well, oh, hey, so I'll I tell you this: I uh, being around my dad, he's a he works for Select Sires, so he's a traveling salesman, and so he hears all these jokes and. He'd be disappointed if I didn't tell a joke on the podcast.
0: <laughs> All right, let's hear it.
3: It's uh, what do you call? Well, this is a three-part joke, so you gotta, okay. you gotta hang in there. What do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. Ground beef. There you go. We know that uh-huh. one. What do you call a cow with two legs? It's Gonna be hmm.
4: lean beef.
0: Lean beef. Okay. Lean
3: beef. What do you call a cow with a twitch?
1: Beef jerky. Beef jerky.
0: Ah, I knew there that you one. Ah. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> Well,
4: there you go. There you go. That's uh, funny. Good ones. On on that note, we need a little
2: Come on, Daniel. You need to step up your game. And sound
1: <laughs> well, I think that's about as good a way as any to close the show out this week. Uh, ben, thanks for for jumping in with us, and welcome to Extension. I know you've, you've been here almost mm-hmm. a year now, but we're glad to have you and. Uh, keep doing good things up there in Scott County, and maybe we can have you on again sometime. We'll Sounds try to send good. you
0: some rain your way.
1: Yeah, send it. Send it up yeah. here. You can yep. put it in buckets, and I'll pick it up
2: all
0: right
1: <laughs> and then also just wanted to say everybody thanks go. for listening if you're listening on abe 93 7 we we appreciate you and then if uh if you're catching us on podcast make sure you su- subscribe to uh, our podcast on either apple podcast google podcast spotify we're on all kinds of different things uh but mm-hmm. check us out and subscribe that way we kind of know how many people are listening it really helps us and we're uh determining what kind of impact we're making with this show so it'd be really helpful for for us and uh, we appreciate your all support and listening to us
0: as we'll see you all next week.
1: All right. See y'all. Yep. All right. See ya.